What's going on, everybody, and welcome to today's edition of Swag Talk, the show where we cover the swag inside and out. I'm your host, Charles Wells, and I'm coming at you with this championship game preview, the Cricket Wireless Swag Football Championship 2019. All-Corn State Braves, Southern Jaguars. These two teams know each other. You know, it's not really a lot to say, but I'm going to find a lot to say because that's what I do. So, Welcome aboard. We're not going to take too, too much time with this. We're going to get in and get out. And we're going to have a little, little, little swag football talk because football is almost over. This is the second to last game of the year. Celebration Bowl will be the final game of the football season. So get in, get on and, you know, enjoy because it's, it's moving fast. And this was a very exciting season. And it moved too fast, if you ask me. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and throw out the um the social media pages. Facebook.com slash Swag Talk. Twitter.com slash Swag Talk 76. Instagram.com slash Swag Talk. And Swag Talk 76 at gmail.com is the email address. So, before we get into the preview for the big game on Saturday... We're going to go ahead and run through the all swag honors, um, all swag teams, and the individual awards. So, we're going to start off with the offensive player of the year. And when the season started, this guy was nowhere to be found. Unless you follow his team, then he came out of nowhere to you. But he balled out. And that's Felix Harper from Alcorn. He basically put the team on his back like Greg Jennings and carried them, you know, when Noah Johnson went down against Magnese. He came in and almost led them to a victory against Magnese. And other than a, a loss to Groundland later in the year, he has been, he was spectacular. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times I said that he was just putting the ball up in the air. And he really turned all corn from, uh, a primary running team to more of a passing team and, and he got an arm and he's got some weapons so um he led the Braves to an eight win regular season um six and one in conference Felix Harper as I said is the offensive player of the year he um tallied 29 touchdowns this year to go along with 167 completions 2,800 and 2,387 and a um, 167.9 efficiency rating. So, dude did it all. I mean, he came in and he, he went a, a stretch of three or four games, maybe five without throwing an interception. So, he really carried that team. And speaking of carrying a team, the defensive player of the year is Keontae Hampton, sophomore linebacker for Jackson State. Tackling machine. You know, his name was always in, in the in the top when you look at the statistics for his team. 106 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, four and a half sacks, and a forced fumble. He was all uh, he's top five in the swag in tackles per game and in sacks. Uh eight point eight tackles per game and uh four and a half sacks. So, you know, he's only a sophomore and that means he has still a lot of growing that he can do. He's gonna learn more, and he, you know, that's he's a very valuable weapon on that Jackson State defense as they continue to try to rebuild that that program. The newcomer of the year 
is Texas Southern wide receiver Donnie Corley, another guy who kind of came from out of nowhere, had a couple big, big games early in the season, kind of tailed off a little in, in the middle, but still, you know, for a team that didn't win a game, he put up some really good numbers. Um, he led the league in receiving yards with 1,039. He also um, had he also led the league in receiving yards per game, 103.9, and he was the only receiver in the league to average over 100 yards a game. He had 72 receptions and three touchdowns. So, you know, for a team that really didn't have a lot going on, he did a really good job of 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 making plays because obviously when you a guy like that you're going to get the attention and he did his part. The freshman of the year is Abdul Fatai Ibrahim from Alabama A&M. Guy took the league by storm again. Um he's top 5 in receiving yards with 1004, uh receiving touchdowns 11, receptions per game 5.4. And yards yards per game receiving ninety one point three, he was only one of three receivers in the league to go over a thousand yards on the season, and he was just a freshman, you know, with Zabrian Moore being a dynamic duo for Gil Glass receiving crew for offense. It, it you know it, it has no limits for for Alabama and them. Coach of the year, Alcorn's Fred McNair. He led the Braves to a sixth straight. Division crown, East Division crown. Uh, they, the Alcorn led the league in total defense, rushing defense, interceptions, offensive efficiency, and fourth down conversions. So, once again, Alcorn is the king of the East and defending conference champs, and they're right back in the thick of it thanks to uh, Coach Fred McNair. So, now we're going to go through the offense, uh, all swag first team offense. Quarterback Felix Harper, redshirt junior from Alcorn, and he hails from Fairburn, Georgia. Running back Jordan Bentley, senior Alabama A&M, Guntersville, Alabama. Taylor Porter, senior running back, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Immokalee, Florida. Jeremiah Abbey is on the offensive line. He's a senior from Southern, hails from Atlanta, Georgia. Also on the offensive line, Mark Evans, the second Sophomore from Pine Bluff, Houston, Texas native. Danny Garza, Jr., offensive lineman, Prairie View, San Antonio, Texas. Atondre Smith, Jr., offensive lineman, uh, Pine Bluff, DeSoto, Texas. Michael Ajumobi, redshirt senior, Alcorn State, Dallas, Texas, also on the offensive line. Receivers, uh, Abdul Fatai Ibrahim, Alabama A&M. Freshman from Miramar, Florida. Donnie Corley, other receiver, junior, tech from Texas Southern, Detroit, Michigan. Tight end, Jordan Jones, redshirt senior, Prairie View from Smack Over, Arkansas. That's a name for you. So just to take a quick look at the first the the, the first team offense, I you know I have no complaints on anybody who made it. Um, offensive line is always you know. You can always mix and match. I, I mean, you know, for I guess if I did have a slight gripe, I would, I would, I would, I would have expected to see another um, Southern lineman on there. I mean, they they led the league in rushing, so obviously the the um, the offensive the offensive line did its job. 
But you know, you you can quibble over offensive offense alignment all day. That's no no big deal. Uh, quarterback, obviously, player of the year. Running backs, two of the best. Um, I I mean, you know, if you put Tucker on first, Dewanye Tucker on first team, you have to leave out one of these guys. I don't really see a issue with that. Receivers, they both want individual honors. They deserve that. So nothing nothing major on um on the first team offense. First team defense, defense alignment, Jason Dumas, sophomore Prairie View from Vachery, Louisiana. Jalen Stewart, also on the defensive line, senior from Arkansas Pine Bluff from Memphis, Texas. C.J. Anderson, senior defensive lineman, Jackson State, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Marcus Cushine, sophomore defensive lineman, Alabama A&M from uh, Broward County, Florida. Solomon Muhammad, linebacker. Senior Alcorn State, Birmingham, Alabama. Keontae Hampton, obviously a defensive player of the year. Sophomore Jackson State, West Point, Mississippi. Tracy Tompkins, linebacker. Senior Mississippi Valley from Miami, Florida. The defensive backs, Quintario Cole, Jr. Alcorn from Memphis, Tennessee. Joe McWilliams, redshirt senior. Gramlin from Baton Rouge. Drake Cheatham, sophomore. Prairie View from Mesquite, Texas. And Jalen Harris, Redshirt Junior, Prairie View from Round Rock, Texas. Again, not, you know, nothing too egregious. Um, I I really like those linebackers. Muhammad started off slow. He was the preseason defensive player of the year. He started off a little slow, but he came on as the season went on. Tracy Tompkins, another tackling machine. Quintario Cole, Joe McWilliams, and Cheatham. Those are guys that are always around the football. Dumas wreaked havoc um, in in the um, on the defensive line. Anderson made plays. Kushine, his name was always in the. I think if I did have a, a a guy who I might slide up into that spot, it would have been um, Jerry Garner from Prairie View. I mean from Valley. Excuse me. Yeah, you know he was a sack master. You know for a, a team like Valley that didn't really have a lot. You know, guys can get double teamed, but he did a good job of getting getting pressure in the backfield and, you know, registering some sex. But, you know, I'm I'm not really gonna really you know moan over it. But I think, you know, a, a guy like that really coulda coulda um did coulda got some recognition on the first team. He led the league in sex with nine, but that's neither here nor there. So, I mean, everybody's deserving. I don't feel like anybody, you know, made it who shouldn't have made it. But that was a name that, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing move up. Um, specialist, first team, Spencer Corey, Jr., Alabama A&M, New Palestine, Indiana. Punter, Anthony Craven, Senior, Alabama State, Linden, California. And return specialist, Tyrone Ralph, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff from New Orleans, Louisiana. Again, nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, you know, you can you can mix and match with with pretty much all of them. Um, I think you know if you if you combining guys, you know, Josh Little's had a pretty good season for Jackson State. He had two touchdowns on kick returns. Uh, you know, it's just you know you can put a name in in that. You know, the specialist is nothing really. 
Um, Ezra Gray was a good return man for Alabama State. You know, he can he could slide up there. But I'm not I'm not knocking anybody that that made first team. Don't take it that way. I'm just pointing out guys who may who I might have put in that spot if I was making a team. Uh second team offense, quarterback Agil Glass, Junior, Alabama AM, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh running back Dewanye Tucker, Prairie View, senior, Terrell, Texas. Running back Devon Ben, Redshirt Jr., Southern, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Offensive lineman Travoice Butler, senior Alabama AM from Dothan, Alabama. Cedric Dunbar, sophomore, Jackson State, Natchez, Mississippi. Shonye Reams, senior Alabama AM, Dothan, Alabama. Kevin Hall, Redshirt Senior, Alcorn, Prentice, Mississippi. Jodice Harris. Redshirt senior, Southern, from Plaquemine, Louisiana. Wide receivers, Harry Ballard the third, uh, junior, uh, Pine Bluff, St. Louis, Missouri. Zabrian Moore, junior receiver, Alabama A&M, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And Kendrick Johnson is the tight end, redshirt sophomore from Alabama A&M, from New Market, Alabama. Again, nothing, you know, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Um, Michael Jefferson is a name that I wouldn't mind seeing. Seeing now, I mean, Harry, Harry Ballard had a good season, over 900 yards. He did a lot of work early. Uh, Michael Jefferson came on late and 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 really was the threat for all for Alabama State. Um, DeJuan Miller, Chris Blair from Alcorn. Those are some names that you know you can you can put in there. Um, if you're looking strictly stats. I mean, LaCharles Pringle had 13 touchdowns on 37 catches. I mean, that, that that's just my recognition for a guy that definitely put in work. I'm not saying he deserved, he needed to be on any, any on on the second team, but I just wanted to recognize a guy like that because he don't get a lot of touches, but he scores touchdowns. So I don't really have any issue with any any anything right now. Honestly, I don't have an issue with the team at all. Um, second team defense, defensive lineman. Jordan Lewis, sophomore, Southern University from Ocala, Florida. Defensive lineman, Jared Garner, Jr., Mississippi Valley from Chinchula, Alabama. Christian Clark, Redshirt Jr., Alabama State from Euclid, Euclid, Ohio. Defensive lineman, Joe Davis, Redshirt Senior, Southern University from New Orleans. Linebackers, Armani Holloway, Jr., Alabama A&M, Pinson, Alabama. Calvin Lunkins. Redshirt Senior, Southern, New Orleans, Louisiana. Treshawn Smith, Junior, Prairie View from Centerville, Mississippi. The defensive backs, Natron Culpepper, Sophomore, Alabama State from Miami, Florida. Tom Reese Smith, Redshirt Sophomore, Southern, uh, Mobile, Alabama. Sean Steele, Junior, Pine Bluff, Arlington, Texas. And Jonathan Jones, Senior, Mississippi Valley from DeKalb, Mississippi. Again, no, nothing nothing outrageous i'm i i i will say this um last year i felt like jordan lewis got snubbed because he was the freshman of the year and he didn't make second team or first team he still he had a solid season this year but he missed some games with injuries and this year he makes it so i mean he he you know he did have um six sacks on the season and did a good job making tackles for loss. 
and he was a, obviously a vital part of, of Southern's pass rush. And I'm not saying he shouldn't have made it because he 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 put in the work. He had ten and a half tackles for loss. Also, his numbers are good. I mean, obviously you're not going to get ten sacks every year, but I, you know he missed some time with injury. But I guess maybe they finally realized that this guy's a pass rush specialist. And he made the team. I just felt like last year he really got snubbed. And this year his numbers weren't as good, but he made it. So it's just a funny type of thing. Nothing. I'm not complaining at all. Um, Treshawn Smith is a guy who's a, another tackling machine. Lunkins is a, is a is a heady guy. He can make plays. He calls defenses really well. Armani Holloway. His name is always called when Alabama and him is playing. The secondary... Smith from Southern, he he had you know he 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 put up some good interception numbers, but he had some busts in coverage. Um, he obviously can improve. I mean, you know, this is his first real year of you know a full full season of football, so he can only grow. Um, Carl Pepper made plays. Sean Steele is a guy from Pine Bluff who his name you you hear a lot. So nobody, you know, like I said, I don't have any complaints. I just wanted to go down and, and, and put my little two cents in on, on the team. Um, the second team specialist, kicker Richard Garcia the third, freshman from Texas Southern, Mesquite, Texas. Punter Corey McCullough, senior, Alcorn State. From Louisville, Mississippi. Redshirt senior. <laughs> return specialist. Look, I'm tired. Ezra Gray, senior, Alabama State, Lynn Haven, Florida. Again, no, no, no major concerns about that, you know. So we're gonna not waste any more time. I we, we do want to salute those guys for making um, all conference teams and salute the winners of the individual awards. And we'll see who who steps up next year. Who's gonna be the Felix Harper of, of next year? The guy that comes from out of nowhere, the Ibrahim, you know, those kind of guys. That's what the swag is all about, you know. If, you look at Alcorn, John Gibbs went down, Lenore's Footman came in, did didn't did work. Footman went down. Noah Johnson came in, did work. Noah Johnson went down. Felix Harper comes in, did work. I don't think Alcorn gets the credit for quarterbacks like they should. I mean, Alcorn's a quarterback school. I mean, it's Steve McNair. You know, it you you know, it goes on and on. But they don't get I don't really think they get the, the recognition because they've had that next man up three times in a row with no drop off. So you don't really want to see the Alcorn starter go down because you know the guy coming in behind is probably just as good or better. But that's just a testament to the, the development that they do as a team. And that's why they are where they are in the league. So we we're going to go ahead and, 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 and talk about this game that's coming up on Saturday. I'm not going to praise Alcorn too much. You know, I mean, I could spend a whole a whole show doing that because I do have a lot of respect for Alcorn's football team. And I, I, I like them a lot. But not liking a lot, Alcorn and Southern, I don't really think this is a, a, a nasty, heated type of game. I think it's more of a, a, a respect competition type of thing. You know, these two teams, this is the fourth this is the fourth meeting in two years. Um, they also matched up in the 2014 championship game, and they play every year. So 
these two teams see each other all the time. And Alcorn is the top of the mountain. Southern's trying to get there. They can't ever get over that Alcorn hump. I like to say Southern has an Alcorn problem, and they do. And until they can right that ship and cross that bridge, or whatever other cliche you want to put out there, Alcorn's going to continue. I mean, they're the king until somebody knocks off their crown. Southern comes into this game at 8 and 4, 6 and 1 in the conference. They opened up the season losing 34 28 to McNeese. Uh, they lost to Memphis 55 24. They defeated Edward Water 61 and nothing. They lost to Florida AM 27 21. And I just want to jump back into just a little, not really a recap, but little nuggets about these first four games, these non conference games. Southern. Turned the ball over five times at McNeese, and it did them in. They did have an early lead, but they once they started turning the ball over, McNeese was able to capitalize on short fields. I thought Southern played well at Memphis in the first half. Marched the ball down the field on a couple of really nice drives. Second half, obviously, uh, the depth and, and everything warmed down the heat, and Memphis was able to pour it on. Edward Waters... You know, not much to say. Southern came out and did what they had to do. Florida and them, Southern fell behind 17 to nothing. Came back and took the lead 21 to 20. And ended up giving a late giving up a late touchdown to CLF Fate. Now Southern was one and three at this point, but it was a lot similar to last year when Southern came out of non conference and a, a, a tough loss to Alcorn. And they, they had a do-or-die situation against Prairie View. I really felt like this was a do-or-die game against Pine Bluff. And I picked Pine Bluff to win because I felt like Southern was not playing up to expectations. I felt like Southern just was not getting, you know, they just had no consistency at all. They were shuffling quarterbacks. They just didn't really have it in them. And they came out and they beat Pine Bluff 31-7 in a game that was close at the half and they took over in the second half with the running game. Uh, Prairie View, they defeated 34-28 in a game that was highly emotional and a, a tremendous offensive affair. Southern Mason plays late to win that game. State, uh, State Fast Showdown against Texas Southern. Southern won 28-21. That Texas Southern game, as long as it's after a, a game like Prairie View, is going to always give Southern trouble. Texas Southern was in the midst of I thought being at the point of finally getting over the hump and getting them a win this year, they had a couple close losses before this game. And they played really well, but they turned the ball over late and Southern was able to capitalize on on some early second half positions and and build up a lead. The next, after a week off, well, no, the next week they went to all, Southern went to Alcorn and lost 27-13 in a game that was, not really as close as the score. Southern did have a 6-3 halftime lead. Alcorn had a, a great second, third quarter and basically put the game away. Southern got a late touchdown to make the score a little bit closer. You know, without getting too much into this upcoming game, I think Southern would play better than they did at this point because they still were, you know, trying. they just had some issues and turnovers. And Alcorn was able to capitalize. They defeat Southern defeated Alabama and them 35-31. In another game that was a, a serious offensive game. 
neither defense really made made too many plays. Southern got a stop at the very end to seal the win. Uh, Virginia Lynchburg fifty-eight to seven. Nothing really to say there. Jackson State forty to thirty-four. Southern won in a game that Jackson State was able to run the ball really well. Um, first team to really do do damage to Southern on the ground, but they didn't really get too many touchdowns off of those big runs. Southern was able to get a safety and a kickoff return in the third quarter to kind of build up the lead. And again, this was a game that, that was not as close as the scores. Um, Southern was leading 40-27 to 27 when um, Jackson State got a touchdown with a few seconds remaining. Um, didn't get the onside kick. Southern beat Grambling 30-28. to 28. That came down to a blocked field goal. Southern fell behind 21-10, to 21-3, and kind of worked their way back into the game. Took the lead. Grambling took the lead back at 28-23. to 23. And then Southern was able to – no, 28-24, excuse me. Then Southern was able to get a touchdown and hold on at the end. And that brings Southern to this game against Alcorn in the championship game. Southern comes into this game averaging 33.6 points per game. They're allowing 24.9. Southern has rushed for 2,721 yards on 515 carries. That's 5.3 yards per carry. 33 touchdowns, 226 yards per game. Russian, uh, Russian defense, Southern has allowed 1,544 yards on 419 carries. 3.7 yards per carry, 17 touchdowns. 128 yards per game. Passing Southern is 187 of 310. 2,105 yards, 17 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Defensively, the opponents are 245 of 390. 12, um, 19 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 3,144 yards. That's 262 yards per game. Uh, Southern's averaging on offense 175 yards per game passing. Total offense, Southern, 4,826 yards on 825 plays. That's 5.8 yards per play. 50 touchdowns, 402 yards per game. Southern's allowing 4,688 yards on 809 plays, 5.8 yards per play. 36 touchdowns, 390 yards per game. Southern is averaging... 38 and a half yards per punt. They have 20, they have allowed 28 sacks on the season and they have 24 by the defense and Southern has, as I said before, 12 interceptions. Southern has been penalized 81 times for 818 yards. That's 68 yards per game. The opponents 93 penalties for 773 yards, 64.4 yards per game. Southern has 284 first downs. Uh, the opponents, 238. Southern is 72 of 145 on third downs for 49%. Defensively, they're 68 of 164 for 41%. Fourth down conversion, Southern is 9 of 14 for 64%. And they have allowed the opponents to go 13 or 27 for 488 percent, 48 percent conversion percentage. 
those 27 attempts on third on fourth down by Southern's opponents are the highest in the league. We take a um, look at the individual stats for Southern. Um, they're led in rushing by Ladarius Skelton. He has 169 carries, 824 yards, 12 touchdowns. Devon Ben, 148 carries, 793 yards, 7 touchdowns. Gerard Sims, 28 carries, 249 yards, 3 touchdowns. Christopher Cheney, 40 carries, 236 yards, 1 touchdown. Craig Nelson, 40 carries, 203 yards, 2 touchdowns. Jamar Washington, 28 carries, 183 yards, 3 touchdowns. So they... You know, obviously Southern's a running team, and they use everybody to run the football. They, like I say all the time, they use receivers on the option. They use the running backs on the option. Skelton um, runs sweeps and power from quarterback. Uh, he'll keep on his own read. He does option. He, you know, so he'll make the read and keep it if if the defender goes with the running back. But he also runs in passing situations. You know, he scrambles gets out the pocket, and then he's a runner. So he's definitely a guy that you have to account for at all times. Um, passing, Southern has not been really efficient this year. Um, Skelton was 135 of 221 for um, 1,483 yards, 13 touchdowns, and six interceptions. McDaniel, 52 of 86, 622 yards, four touchdowns, four interceptions. And the interception numbers were hot. They were, they're not as high as they had looked at, you know, when you, when you really looked at it, but Southern was guilty of timely and untimely interception. Let's put it that way. You know, bad passes at, at the wrong time, just, you know, misreads and, and just not being focused. They didn't throw an interception against Grambling, which was a, a huge thing for Southern because Grambling's secondary is a ball hawking secondary. So they are able to take care of the ball. I think they threw one interception against Jackson State, but they were pretty much um, careful with the ball for the rest of the game. Um, Southern's led in receiving by Hunter Register. He has 42 catches for 608 yards, 11 touchdowns. Timothy Bedford, 33 catches, 352 yards, one touchdown. Jamal Washington, 23 catches, 325 yards, two touchdowns. Brandon Hinton, 19 catches, 217 yards. Uh, Cameron Mackey, 17 catches, 199 yards. Devon Ben, 20 catches, 142 yards. So register the guy that's going to get the ball, especially in the red zone. I mean, he's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, six, so he's a big target in the red zone. Has pretty good hands in, in those situations. Um, Washington and Mackey are smaller guys that can get, get free. Hinton's also a smaller guy that can get free. They do like to throw to the backs out of the backfield. So if the offense is in rhythm, then the passing game works for what Southern wants to do. Now, they're not going to be a team that's going to throw the ball for 400 yards. That's just not who Southern is at, in this in this this form of Southern University football. It's not a team that's going to throw the ball around the field. You know, they're not going to, you know, have high passing numbers. The, the the lower amount of passing attempts that Southern has, the better for them because, like I said, they are a running team. I really label Southern as an option football team. I pref- I would prefer Southern ran a triple option myself, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. 
because they have enough backs and they have different types of backs and little scat guys and a quarterback that can run the ball. And they do use their their um their zone read almost as a triple as a triple option attack, obviously without another back another back to be a true triple option, but their read option is dive, 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 dive with Ben and then Skelton keeps and buses to the outside, pitch to Washington. So they do have a, a, an, an explosive offense, but it's done on the ground. And that's that's when Southern is, is doing their best, when they grind it out and, and, and make big plays on the ground. You know, bust 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 15, 20, you know, long drives. That's what Southern does, and that's what Southern has to do to be successful. Defensively, they're led in tackles by Calvin, Calvin Lunkins with 77. Caleb Carter with 76, Benjamin Harris 59, Joe Davis 47, Jacoby Papillon 44, Montavious Gaines 37, Davin Cotton 33, The Kevian Champion 31, Jordan Eastland 29, Tomarie Smith 26, Chase Foster 25, Jordan Lewis 25, Jalen Ivey 11, Kyle McGregor, I mean 21, Kyle McGregor 20, Tackles for Loss, Lewis Ten and a half, Davis nine, Ivy eight, Champion seven, Lunkins five, Carter four and a half, Papillon four and a half, Porter four, CJ Bryant three and a half, Tomarie Smith two and a half, Jordan Davis two and a half, Benjamin Harris two, Elijah Small two, Hunter Clay two, Sachs, Lewis six, Ivy four and a half, Davis four, uh, Jordan Davis, Joe Davis four, Jordan Davis two. Lunkins one and a half, Bryant one and a half, Champion Carter, Thomas White, and Walker with one. Papillon and Clay and McGregor each have a half a sack. Interception Smith four and a half, Papillon two, Jordan Lewis, Joe Davis, Jordan Davis, Benjamin Harris, Detrell Brunfield, Jordan Eastland, and Cordell Caldwell each have one interception. Defensively, Southern is a basically a bend but don't break type of defense. They do they they give up yards between the twenties, especially in the passing game. Um, you can you can nickel and dime them to death, or you can hit them over the top because I don't think the cornerbacks have great ball skills. But when they get inside the red zone, they tend to buckle down. You know they they the field is is shrunk in the red zone. We all know that Southern um is a good running defense. So when you lessen the amount of yard space that the defense has to cover, teams tend to run more in the red zone. Southern's built for that. They have two big guys in the middle to clog things up. They have some very active and rangy, as they like to say, linebackers. And the secondary guys will hit you. They, they'll hit you. But it's just when that ball is in the air, you just never know what's going to happen. So that's a dangerous dangerous thing to, to go against a team like Alcorn with uh, with a defense that's not always the the most focused but when they do dial in Southern's a very good defense even even if they give up yards through the air they tend to make plays when they need to and that's been their calling card all year um Alcorn comes into this game at eight and three six and one in the conference they lost to Southern Miss 38 to 10 uh, beat Mississippi College forty-five to seven. 
We lost to McNeese 17 to 14 in a game that Noah Johnson got hurt. Felix Harper made his appearance, led them to a couple of touchdowns. Had a you know a opportunity to win that game, but they couldn't get it done. Um, they beat Prairie View 45-41 in a, in a game that Prairie View had control for a little while, but Alcorn was able to to keep pace, and that was Felix Harper's first start against a team like All Prairie View. But they they put up good numbers. Uh, they beat Valley 45-19 in a game that was a little bit of a slow start, but Harper again, great game. Alabama State 35-7, Savannah State 42-17. Game was a little close early. Alcorn pulled away as usual. Um, Southern 27-13. As I said in, in my Southern part, Southern had a 6-3 lead. Um, they had an interception in the red zone. Alcorn got an interception in the third quarter. To behind, Also behind an earlier touchdown in the third quarter. Was able to score another touchdown and build up a lead. And Southern had to... Um, Kind of played from behind and got a late touchdown. Alcorn lost to Grambling nineteen to sixteen in a game that Alcorn just really could not get get, get anything going. Grambling's defense played tremendously well in that game. The offense did just enough to win. I mean, they did play most of the second half without um, the quarterback um, Jeremy Hickbottom. He got uh, ejected for throwing a punch. So. Alcorn, Alcorn still really couldn't get anything going. I think that was the first game that a defense was able to frustrate Harper. But they bounced back the next week with a 34-28 victory over Alabama A&M. They got gashed on the ground by Jordan Bentley in that game. So you can't run on Alcorn. It's not going to happen a lot. Maybe that was the exception to the rule. But, it, you know, that was one of those games where they they just couldn't make stops on the ground. I think they were really focused on what Alabama and them was doing through the air. But offensively, they were able to play that shootout and get the victory. And they beat Jackson State forty one to six in a game that they had full control over after the, probably the first five minutes of the game, and, and just kind of did what they had to do to get out of there. Um, Alcorn comes into this game averaging thirty two point one eight points per game. They're allowing 19.27. They have 239 first downs. The opponents, 214. All corners run for 1,779 yards on 416 carries, 4.3 yards per carry, 161 yards per game, 16 touchdowns. Those are not really all corn numbers as they have been in previous years because, like I said, they're more of a passing team this year because of Harper. They kind of lose the legs of Noah Johnson. Um, and that opened up the passing game more than anything. Uh, they did have some injuries at running back early, but they were able to bounce back from that. They're allowing 1,402 yards on 421 carries, 3.3 yards per carry, 127 yards per game, 10 touchdowns. All corners, 204 of 336 passing, 30 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 246 yards per game, 2,708 yards total. Uh, the opponents, 185, but 323, 15 touchdowns, 18 interceptions. Obviously, they ball hawks in the secondary. 2,211 yards, 201 yards per game. Total offense, 4,487 yards for all corn on 752 plays. Six touchdowns, 407 yards per game. 46 total touchdowns. 
The opponents, 3,613 yards on 714 plays, 4.9 yards per play, 328 yards per game, 28 touchdowns. Alcorns averaging 39 yards per punt. The opponents, 38. Alcorn has 71 penalties for, I mean, 94 penalties for 787 yards. They're 71 yards per game. The opponents, 90, 91 penalties, 860 yards, 78 yards per game. Alcorn is 69 or 159 on third down for 43%, 8 of 9 on fourth down for 88%. They fumbled 17 times and lost four, so that's probably the biggest issue on offense is fumbles, and they have 21 sacks on the season. The opponents, 61 of 160 for 38% on third down, 6 of 6 on fourth down for 37%. The opponents have fumbled 15 times and lost 10, and they have 23 sacks. Alcorn is led in rushing by Nico Duffy, 137 carries, 727 yards, 6 touchdowns. Deshaun Waller, 103 carries, 406 yards, 2 touchdowns. Trey Turner, 36 carries, 174 yards, 2 touchdowns. Kevon Marsh, 35 carries, 162 yards. Felix Harper, 52 carries, 154 yards, and 4 touchdowns. Passing Harper, 167 of 270. 2,387 yards, 29 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Noah Johnson, 36 of 63, 312 yards, 1 touchdown, 1 interception. Receiving Chris Blair, 36 catches, 776 yards, 6 touchdowns. LaCharles Pringle, 37 catches, 617 yards, 13 touchdowns. As I said before, that's an efficient guy. Over a third of his catches are touchdowns. Juan Anthony, 35 catches, 367 yards, 3 touchdowns. Darius Anderson, 18 catches, 349 yards, 3 touchdowns. Nico Duffy, 23 catches, 216 yards, 2 touchdowns. Tim McNair Jr., 12 catches, 118 yards, 1 touchdown. Akeem McNair, 12 catches, 98 yards. So if you look at Alcorn's passing numbers, they have three guys that can really, really hurt you. And that's Anthony, Pringle, and Blair. Um, Blair is more of the go-to guy. He He's the deep threat. He averaging over 21 yards per catch. Pringle is a touchdown guy, obviously. He you know he can get get up and make plays for you. Um, Anderson is a guy who's under the radar. He, he can make some plays uh, the back out the backfield. So the passing game is definitely there, and it, it, it's probably better than it's been in a while. So honestly, I probably would say probably since John Gibbs was there, the passing game is, is maybe more of a focus because Footman and Johnson are more runners than passers. Although Johnson is, a, I think, a better passer than Footman. Um, Solomon Muhammad led the team with 77 tackles. Jawan Taylor, 68-9. Quinterio Cole, 68. Keyron Kinsler, 44. Damian Anderson, 44. Daylon Burks, 41. Daryl Henderson, 36. Torrance Wilson, 35, Mikael Webb, 35, Javon Morrison, 27, Chris Monroe, 27, Nichelle Heron, 26, and Jacorian Wren, 26. Tax for loss, Muhammad, 8.5, Henderson, 7.5, Wren, 7.5, Malik Hobart, and Theron Bond, 6.5, Jawan Taylor, 4.5, Mikael Webb, 4, Kinsler, 3.5, Allen Bruce, 3, Creole Argue, 3, Damian Anderson, Chris Monroe, uh, Jones, two and a half. Javon Morrison, two. Chris Hart, two. Myron Means, two. Jerron Jackson, one and a half. 
Sacks, Holbert, three and a half. Bonds, two and a half. Muhammad, two. Wren, two. Argue, two. Means, one and a half. Henderson, one. Taylor, one. Webb, one. Allen, uh, Allen Bruce, one. Jones, one. Hart, one. And Jackson, one. Heron, a half a sack. Interceptions, Cole, five, five interceptions. Torrance Wilson, three. Solomon Muhammad, two. Kinsler, two. Morrison, two. Taylor, Webb, Bruce, Burks all have one interception. Not much to really say about this game. Obviously, I said before, these two teams know each other extremely well. So there's nothing really going to be a surprise for anybody. I don't expect too much different from either team. Um, I do expect Southern to play a, a, a better game. You know, maybe not, not as sloppy. Um, but this game is all on Southern. I mean, Alcorn mm, has beat Southern 9 out of 10 times. So they, they know. Southern has to get over the Alcorn hump. And until they play a, a complete game against Alcorn, that's that's gonna eat that that complete game is gonna elude them. I don't feel confident in picking Southern because I feel like Alcorn is built for these kind of situations. They know what to do. They know that if Southern makes a mistake, when you lose a lot of games to a team, it becomes mental. And I think that's what Southern's at right now. I think they're at the mental point. They have to get over that hump mentally and cut down on the mistakes and play football the way that they play most times. Now, they can't play like they did against Gremlin and fall behind 21-3 to because Alcorn's going to bury them. They can't be sloppy with the football. Alcorn's going to bury them. Southern can win this game. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm, I'm not making Alcorn out to be an invincible team. Southern can beat them. But Southern has to control the game with the ground game. That means that they have to come out running. Obviously, Alcorn's gonna 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 stack the box for that. But Southern has to find a way, either creatively, or uh, with short passes, with get that running game going. Um, Southern did hold Alcorn to like I think under 100 yards in rushing last game, and Harper didn't have a great great game. He, he was able to hit some big passes to get them out of some tough situations. But that game really came down to Alcorn capitalizing on Southern's mistakes. So Southern had to cut down the mistakes. But right now, as I sit here, I'm going to pick Alcorn. I'm going to say 38 to 31. I, you know, obviously, this game could go either way. But until Southern can cross that mental hump, uh, Alcorn, then I'm going to run with the Braves. So that's going to do it for today's show. We'll be back on Sunday to recap the game and whatever else pops into my mind. So once again, Facebook.com slash Talk, Twitter.com slash Talk 76 Instagram.com slash Talk, and Talk 76 at gmail.com is the email address. I'm Charles Wells, and we'll see you on Sunday. If you're going to the game, enjoy, be safe. Um, if not, sit back, relax, and catch a good game, hopefully. And we'll crown a swag champ and we'll send somebody to the celebration bowl. So I'll see you guys on Sunday. Later.